When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. into the DNVR Broncos podcast on the first Wednesday in the Russell Wilson era here in the Mile High City. Still can't believe it. Waking up today for the first time with Russ being a Denver Bronco. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. Can't wait to hear Mace's initial reactions to the trade, but first got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Over at MSU Denver Online, they allow you to live your life and continue to work while you also get a degree. Whether you want to take one class or whether you want to take an entire degree, you can go do that over at MSU Denver Online. If you want to be unlimited in what you can do, just like Russ, well, you can do that over at MSU Denver Online. So go check them out, MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, when you heard Russell Wilson was coming to the Broncos, first reaction was? I got to get writing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always thinking about the work more than like, oh, oh, I got stuff. I got stuff to do here. But was it uh, I got to get to some good writing? I got to get some juicy writing? I got to get to it. I mean, it couldn't have been bad writing. No, I mean, I just I had I I wanted to get a story up as soon as possible that uh, was it was more than just Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Hooray. But um, I can say that. uh, it was a pleasure to know that at, as long as Russ Wilson is healthy, knock on wood, that uh, we're not going to have to write about quarterback purgatory anymore. Quarterback purgatory is where the Washington Commanders are, mm. where the Indianapolis Colts are. Yep, and how nice is it to not have to worry about that? Mace, I don't know what we're going to do in off-seasons going forward outside of having a shorter off-season because mm-hmm. the Broncos are going to be playing in January, so we're not going to have to talk about the off-season. They're already playing in January. February, well, late into <laughs> January because eight of ten seasons that Russell Wilson has been in the NFL – He's been in the playoffs. Uh, Nine of ten seasons that Russell Wilson has been in the NFL, 
He's had a winning record with the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Nine of ten seasons that Russell Wilson has been in the NFL, he hasn't missed a single game. Now, of course, that game, that the, the, the season he missed games was last year. He missed three games. That was the only time that Russell Wilson has had a losing record. So history would say Broncos guaranteed a winning record. History would say Russell Wilson, and I'm touching wood right now, is going to be healthy more often than not, way more often than not. Yeah, and you look at that that last year, for example, and even you look at other recent years for the Seahawks, what was keeping them in contention? It was mostly Russell Wilson. Uh, absolutely. That's the thing. This, is, this was, over time, a hollowed-out roster, hollowed as the Legion of Boom aged and then moved on, hollowed because of a of a legacy of questionable draft picks, which is one reason why Seattle fans are are largely up in arms over this deal. It's not simply trading a star player and then, oh, by the way, cutting another future Hall of Famer, Bobby Wagner, last night. Broncos, have your eyes on Bobby, baby. I think he's going to Dallas mm. to go with his guy, Dan Quinn. Mm. That is his guy, or maybe he wants yeah. to go with his other guy, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's uh, that would be interesting if, if he came here, but... You have two Hall of Famers cut in a day, and most of what you're getting back is uh, is draft capital. But the Seahawks, John Schneider and Pete Carroll, have not used that draft capital very effectively over the long haul. And it's one reason why Russell Wilson was often all that was separating the Seahawks from mediocrity or, or worse than that. So now you get him here. The Broncos appear to be a more solid roster foundationally than mm-hmm. the Seahawks possess. Yep. The division will be tougher, no doubt. Yep. Um, but the Broncos are relevant again. They're in the playoff conversation again. I'm a little hesitant on Super Bowl right away. But here's the thing. If you trade for Aaron Rodgers, it's urgent. You have to win right now. you got basically yep. two years, right? Yep. Yep. Potentially. Yep. Russell Wilson, you've got time. You've yep. probably, you've got, I said eight to ten, maybe on the extreme end, but I think realistically you have six to eight years here to figure this out. And the great thing is, you're right, this is a win now and win later move, and it can be winning for the next five years, it can be winning for the next ten years, it could be winning right now as well, Mace, and that's what's so glorious about this trade was the most that Aaron Rodgers would have been able to play is four years. That's reportedly what the type of deal he's working on. I don't know if people expect him to play through that. The least that Russell Wilson is going to play, unless something terrible happens, and I'm touching wood uh, on the table, but the least he plays is five years, you know, till he's 38. But likely, we're talking about eight years till he's 40, 41, maybe even 10 years. That's why this trade was just such a steal. We talked about this two weeks ago before the Broncos had any quarterback, and we all put Russell Wilson as our number one option. So this is not us wearing orange and blue glasses here in the Mile High City. This is us analytically thinking about it from a step-back perspective, and we all said Russ was option number one. I just didn't think Seattle would be dumb enough to make this deal. And boy, is Seattle stupid for doing this. And especially for only getting two firsts back. I mean, the Broncos just absolutely killed this trade. Now, you wonder what the negotiations were like, because I think it may have been something on the lines of three ones, and then, okay, let's try to get that back to two ones with player compensation. Right. And, and, you and could, that's you where I know. Yourself. And right. And that's where 
a Noah Fant and a Shelby Harris come in. More so, Noah Fant. Fant's one of the most productive pass-catching tight ends in the NFL the last two years. And he's a freak of an athlete. Right. And he's got two more years of team control uh, at a relatively affordable salary the next couple of years. Uh, even if they pick up that fifth-year option, I expect they will pick up the fifth-year option. So you look at that and say, okay, that's... You could say that's a late first-round equivalent right there, Noah mm-hmm. Fant. From, sure. From their perspective. Shelby Harris... You know, that's I hate losing him. I mean, no, I mean, not that I not that I, I like losing Noah Fant, but you can potentially replace him not only with what you have on the roster, but but a very deep free agent class and a very deep draft class. It's a good year to go fishing for tight ends. And I'm sure we'll get into the draft tight ends here over the next few weeks, because even though we all talk about Trey McBride, it's more than just Trey McBride out there. There's a there's mm-hmm. quality to be had. So I think you can say that given how everything on the landscape looks, Noah Fant is replaceable. Well, and yeah. also just yeah. in-house, yeah. Albert O, in terms of a pass-catching guy. Yeah, he's, he's got a block. He's just problem. as freaky in terms of an athlete, and he has proven that he can be an extremely good pass-catcher. And yes, he does need to learn to block, but in terms of the, the danger-russ part that he's going to bring to the mm. offense, I, I think he has that. He has that. Got to be more consistent. Can't let balls go through his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got to clean. He's got to clean. He's got to clean up the. Uh, uh, he's got to clean up the drops and the balls through his hands. He's got to at least become a willing blocker. But what I is mean, he? Option five in the past game. So I mean, he's yeah. still an incredibly dangerous. Well, if he's option. gonna if he's gonna play, he's gotta he's he's gotta improve as a blocker, and that's that's where I would say this. My first call in free agency would be to Rob Gronkowski. Oh, absolutely. Let him say no. Well, I would love it. Let him say no. But that's but I think. Just that's the worst he can do is say no. Absolutely, you got Russell Wilson. You've got a, a young, engaging offensive staff here. They'll use the tight end. You we give don't know Rob to... the off days he wants. Yeah, he can if... come in at the end of training camp. I don't if... care. And this is the first no. time that Rob hasn't been able to play with Tom Brady in his career. I'll... So wh- why not move on? I would give him the Shannon Sharp and Baltimore treatment. And what I mean by that is. When he was in Baltimore, and then even when he got to Denver, but especially in Baltimore, he wouldn't. He would practice on Fridays. Right. Yeah. He he'd be in the training room getting healthy Wednesday, Thursday. He practiced Friday, go out and ball out on Sunday. I I, I would even say, as long as you're out there for the walkthroughs, Gronk, and and get a little bit of of timing of timing work in with Russell Wilson. Do what you want. And then, man, the mm-hmm. entire tight end room, you don't even call them by their, their full name ever. Mm-hmm. You say Albert O and Gronk. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Th- there you go. But, yeah, look, at this point, it's a, it's a day for dreaming big, right? Yep. So we talk about getting a free agent tight end. Why not dream big with arguably the greatest to ever play the game? Yeah, and he won't be expensive either. So, Mace, let's talk about how this deal went down because you said something about, uh, you know, probably the Broncos buying that trade down. And from what I heard, that's exactly what happened. Now, I didn't hear what happened in terms of picks. I don't know if it started as three ones or was always two ones. But what I heard was mm. Seattle was greedy in the mm. players they wanted in return. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of players' names thrown out a couple of weeks ago, and George Payton said, nope, we're not, we're not doing the deal. We're, we're not mm. doing the deal. Don't come and talk to me about trading for these guys. Me? I think that's crazy. As you know, I would have been able to give anyone up in order to get Russ, but George Payton said, nope, those are my guys. I'm not moving on. So then talks kind of died down until last week. 
at the combine when the Broncos started and, and the Broncos were always eyeing Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson mm-hmm. this entire offseason. Once they really got the idea um, that during the combine that Ru- that Rodgers was going back to Green Bay, uh, then they really turned their sights uh, to the, the, the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. And that's when George started getting very serious with talks. And by the weekend, it seemed like it was going to happen. And then Monday, the deal really became official. If they had the possibility of both, who do you think they would have gotten? Um, what do you mean? Like if, if Rogers was willing to go to Denver. Mm, man, I got to say with Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett would have wanted Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I, 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 I have think to think so George Payton, though, thinking how we think in terms of more of a mm-hmm. long-term picture, you go with the guy that's younger, right? So I think George would have wanted Russ, and I think Nathaniel probably would have wanted Aaron. It would have been an interesting tug of war mm-hmm. there. It would have. But um, not a bad yeah. – whoever lost not, wouldn't Not be a bad, bad problem. <laughs> but the other thing that of, course ha- that, of course, was looming over this and Seattle asking for too much is that Russell Wilson always had the no-trade clause. Yep. So effectively – if he decided he only wanted to go to one team, and in the end, he zeroed in on Denver, didn't want didn't want to go to Washington. Yep, he said and, no. He uh, and he he had that comment on the Today Show uh, early last week, where you know he he said as much as he liked the East Coast, being from the East Coast, that he has a lot of ties on the West Coast mm-hmm. now. And uh, obviously, Denver's not the West Coast, but from an eastern from from an eastern perspective, Denver is considered the West. It's closer, right? It, it's it basically don't, don't yeah. be saying Denver's the Midwest, anyone. No, no we are the West more than is, the Midwest. This is the West. I, to me, <laughs> to me, the the dividing line is the Mountain Time Zone. Mountain Time Zone line, West. Yep. East, Midwest, that's Central and Eastern time. We'll have some people yeah. hopping in telling us it's the Midwest. No, get no, out of here with that. It's not. Don't, the, don't actually leave. It's not the Midwest. But that, that's why that's one of the reasons why uh, CU was so anxious and, and eager to join the Pac-12 when they called. Because Denver's antenna culturally points more west than east. Mm-hmm. So he basically dismisses the notion of necessarily wanting to go to an East Coast team, which is key. Washington is there about 120 miles from his hometown of Richmond, Virginia. He's got a lot of family there, a lot of connections there. But that wasn't what was governing his decision. And... At that moment, when he decides that Denver is where I want to go, and that's the team I'm going to waive my no-trade cost for, all of a sudden Seattle's in a little bit of a pickle. Mm-hmm. Now, they're going to want reasonable value, but they can't ask for the moon, the stars, and everything else in the firmament. Yep. Yep, exactly. And what I've heard, and boy, this will make it much easier for Seattle to move on after this trade, is don't be surprised if Deshaun Watson's stuff gets, well, I'm not saying don't be surprised if his stuff gets settled, but if it gets settled later this week or or in the future, mm-hmm. don't be surprised to see Denver's picks and a couple of the players Denver trade to mm-hmm. Seattle be moved for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, That's who they have their eyes on. Yeah, they, they're not done yet now if they don't get Deshaun Watson, I think they have a very quick pivot to the draft. Mm -hmm. Um, They did meet with the quarterbacks there. I mean, there's a picture of Pete Carroll uh, chatting it up with Matt Corral and uh, Monty Kiffin, father of Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss coach, just hanging out the combine. Look like they're having uh, having a good time, but that's that's not their that's not their first choice. And so it's interesting that people are. T- you have some people talking about, oh, this is a new opportunity for Drew Lock. It is an opportunity that may not even happen. Yep, at, at, ab- absolutely. The opportunity that is opened up is with Drew Lock no longer here. Russ can take his number three jersey without any issue. He could go back to sixteen, which he wore in college. 
I would think he would stick with three, but we have nothing official on mm-hmm. that yet. And then, so Mace, what happened yesterday when it all went down? Well, the deal became uh, finalized in the morning. Of course, the news breaks at 11.41 Denver time. And shortly after, Russell Wilson makes his way to Denver undercover. He comes. No one knows about it when he's here. He comes to the Broncos facility. He meets with coaches. He meets with the Broncos executives. Uh, He gets to tour the facility a little bit. He's with Sierra. And then he goes to dinner with the Broncos brass. Elways, by the way. Elways is is back in the good graces of the Broncos after a a detour to Los Dos and the Shanahan's. It's Elways. By the way, you can't track his plane. I oh, checked. Why not? Because the if you try to to look up the tail number on FlightAware, for example, you get a notification saying that the owner operator of this plane has asked that uh, has requested mm. that it not be available for. D- is, is that his own private plane? Yes. There was a there was with his, his own number three branding, yeah. which is another reason why I think he'll keep number three. Yeah. He's yeah. got three on the plane <laughs> now. They yeah. could. E- I I get that they could easily plane paint that but what that tells you is also just the identity that he has with number three if it's available, I think it just makes all the sense in the world for him to take for him to take it, and that'll be fine. It a hundred percent does. So he was here. He's already uh, really accepting the role of being a Bronco. Uh, now the trade won't officially, officially, officially go through until next Wednesday at two o'clock Denver time. I would expect us as the media to meet him shortly after, whether that's Wednesday afternoon or sometime on Thursday. So we have a week of it being, you know, officially unofficial. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos actually are able to start talking about this and unofficially announce it later today or tomorrow as some NFL rules have changed, which have allowed that. So we're just going to get more official news about Russ being a Bronco, but pretty cool that he made his way here as soon as possible. Yeah, but that's typical. Like even Joe Flacco was in town mm-hmm. in February. They they did all took a couple of days or weeks to get here though. No, but he came here in February, did all the physicals Mm -hmm. and all that, Mm -hmm. met with the coaches well before actually things things were things worked out and 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 became official. So that's that's part and parcel of making these types of deals, uh, especially when you start getting wind that they leak. Usually, in fact, they start leaking when stuff like that happens. When oh yeah, like someone realizes he's flying to Denver. And also, that that just speaks to the new organization that we're in with George Payton. Mm -hmm. He is keeping things so tight Mm -hmm. to his chest. He's not letting anyone know anything about this. Yeah, and they did a good job kind of keeping keeping things down last week too. And that's Mm -hmm. and and that's very and that's very very telling. But then again, what it shows is this: I wouldn't want to play poker against George Payton. Oh no, because he knows he's got a royal flush. But he's just sitting there. He, yep. he he's sitting there, cool as a cucumber. No, because all the buzz at the combine was about Aaron Rodgers or the draft or the Mariota Trubisky backup plan. Basically, yep. <laughs> yep. It, there was not a lot of chatter about Russell Wilson, and also credit to the Seahawks as well because 
the Seahawks kept it down at their end as well. Yes, they did. They did. And boy, what a weird social media post that they had in kind of response to the Broncos social media post of of uh, Wilson and uh, the Seahawks deleted their post. Yeah, that was weird. I have an idea how that went down. Who, who Having, allowed that? Okay, here, ha, knowing how these things work. Wait, can it, you set it, the scene first, really quick, on that tweet? Okay, yeah. Well, the Broncos had the tweet of of Wilson the volleyball from Castaway and Tom Hanks making the kind of smile or or lips, you know, taking out the blood that was on the volleyball, and so making it look like a face, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the Seahawks a few a few hours later have a tweet from later in the film Castaway when Wilson the Volleyball has fallen off the raft that uh, Tom Hanks' character has has created. And Wilson, Wilson, where are you? Yeah, and yeah. then, of course, turns out you know, later in the scene, Wilson is floating away and he can't go get him and all that. And uh, Essentially, so, the Seahawks' yeah, own account is trolling they, themselves right, for losing they are. Russell Wilson. And, I, and the thing is, I actually... I thought it was really funny. Oh, I and did I th- too. And from I a thought, Broncos perspective, on, but also on their part, I thought, boy, that's a lot of that's more self awareness than I expected an NFL Twitter account to have at something negative. And the way I would imagine it, it happened is it probably went up the chain from digital media, kind of through the business side of the organization, up to like a VP of of marketing, president of business operations, and they're pro- probably all like, yeah, go ahead and post it. Because something like that does not get on a team's Twitter feed without going up the chain of command, right? Adapt, I would think so, if yes. it And if it, does, if it goes up with something like that without going up the chain of command, then that employee is probably updating their resume today. Mm-hmm. So... I think someone's updating their resume today. Yeah, so it went, So what I would, again, I'm just kind of putting two and two together from working in these organizations and knowing how these things work. I would imagine that it got approved kind of on the business digital side of it. And then somebody from football operations saw that and probably went, what the? Oh, are we <laughs> yeah. posting? Called up and said, take that bleepity bleep yeah. bleep down <laughs> yeah. right now. Yep. I mean, if that's, the Broncos that, would have done that, that just would have been disgusting. Everyone's heart would have ripped out. But we don't have to worry about that because mm-hmm. the Broncos have George Payton making their moves. And Mace, you said you don't want to uh, to gamble against George Payton. But if you do want to gamble not against George Payton, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where right now to celebrate the conference championship tournaments that are going on this week, they're giving you a can't-miss offer for new customers. If you bet $5 on any team to win in any conference tournament, you'll win 200 hundred dollars in free bets if they win so check them out download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr when you sign up in order to get this five dollar to one hundred dollar offer you can't beat it no better way to start your account than you can get in on all the broncos future bets that they've got going on over at DraftKings sportsbook again that's DraftKings sportsbook use that promo code dnvr and you must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 of course you come on down the dn VR bar, you can get on your app and bet on the games while you watch them. Of course, all the Colorado sporting events are on here this week, and that means when CU and CSU play in their conference tournaments, you're going to be able to watch those games right here at the DNVR bar. Of course, CSU, they're playing for seeding. CU hoping for a 
a big Cinderella run through the Pac-12 tournament to get back to the NCAA tournament, but it's some big games coming up here. You're going to want to catch those over at the DNVR bar. And, of course, if you're a DNVR member and come on down to the DNVR bar, you'll get a big beer for the price of a small beer while you watch the Buffs, the Rams, and, of course, the Avs and the Nuggets. Those games are going to be on as well. If you want to come down and catch all of the Denver area sports teams, come on down to the DNVR bar where we prioritize Colorado teams on our television. And Mace, you're talking about delicious beers. There's no better delicious beer than Breckenridge Brewery. Man, last night was a time for celebration, and Breckenridge Brews were going down here at the DNVR bar. And if you can't make it to the bar to get a Breck beer, go to their website, Breck Beer, and find their Breck Beer locator in the top right-hand corner, and you can find, whether you're in Colorado, whether you're not in Colorado, you can find the closest Breck beer to you. Check them out, the official beer of DNVR. And we have so many people tuning in. Welcome to all the new mm-hmm. fam. Welcome to everyone that's been rolling with us for so long. This is a new day in Broncos country. We got so mm-hmm. much excitement. It's going to be different around here in the best way possible. And anyone tuning in live, to- hop over to YouTube. We'd really appreciate that. It helps us. It's also a better stream. It's also better for the chats. Hit us with a thumbs up. We would really appreciate that. Smash that subscribe button and turn on alerts. We go live here Monday through Friday at noon every single day. And then if any Broncos breaking news happens like it did yesterday, we're jumping on to talk. So make sure to hit hit that subscribe button so you never miss anything going on. We really appreciate all the likes as well. So thank you all. Mace, you talked about it earlier today. You're not exactly sure what the Broncos' expectations should be with Russell Wilson. One thing I can guarantee is it's a lot more than it was about 36 hours ago. What should the Broncos' expectations be in year one with us? Playoffs. Okay. Playoffs and then K-Sarah-Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. What language is that? That's French. French. K-Sarah-Sarah. Well, it's also a song from uh, that was used famously in an Alfred Hitchcock film and sung by Doris Day. What film? I believe it was The Man Who Knew Too Much. Oh, definitely never seen that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sorry for disappointing you, oh, Zach. <laughs> you know, there was a, a remarkable amount of really cool stuff that happened before 1990. Mm, I'm here to tell you about it. Really? Yeah, amazing. Uh, John Elway was drafted, I, I hear. Yes. Yeah. Of course, he did He did win a couple of Super Bowls after 1990. Yeah. Yep. So that was his greatest level of accomplishment. But I, di- oh, wait, but I digress. Speaking, but yes. speaking of dates really quick, happy birthday to RK, yeah. who's not with us today, but it's his 30th birthday today. Pretty good birthday. Good <laughs> Broncos emerging from the quarterback wilderness. Yep. But... Look, just looking realistically, one of the reasons why I think this is a, a better move than getting Aaron Rodgers is the length of the window here. So you can you can kind of start making plans here. Now, the next couple of years, Russell Wilson's cap number isn't isn't prohibitive. After that, you expect him to have a big number because certainly the Broncos aren't trading for Russell Wilson and not have him back after a couple of years. So you figure that with quarterback costs exploding, he's going to have a number that is north of $40 million or $45 million or even $50 million after that. But then you have your full complement of draft picks and you're able to kind of adapt accordingly. So kind of you start looking so you start looking at, at that balance. You start looking over the years. Is it possible the best shot might be this year? Yes, but here are the things working against them. You're talking about first-year coaching staff as well with 
you a first-time defensive coordinator, a first-time special teams coordinator, a first-time offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett calling plays for the first time since 2018. I think there may be some growing pains here that keep this team from being a Super Bowl team this year. Playoff team, yes. Most likely wild card, in my opinion. But I think Super Bowl is probably a stretch. If this Bronco team is in the playoffs, then I think it's a successful season, and then whatever happens after that happens. I'm going to go one small step further than you. I'm going to say get to the second round of the playoffs. Now, that probably means winning a playoff game, and it would probably be a little disappointing in the moment if the Broncos are the the first seed in the AFC, so they get that bye week and instantly make to the second round and then lose, Mm -hmm. but it would still be a wildly successful season in the first year with Russell Wilson if they're the number one seed and then end up losing. Of course, again, in the moment, it'll feel disappointing, but still be very successful. Uh, If they get to the playoffs... By no means is it going to be an extremely disappointing season if they don't win a playoff game, but I think it'll be a very successful season. Get to the playoffs, win a playoff game, and then that's your building block for the, for the future. Then it truly is Super Bowl or bust. So I agree with you that this year it's not Super Bowl or bust. However, I think after this year it's going to be Super Bowl or bust until Russell Wilson is no longer a Denver Bronco. I would say if he if the Broncos win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson, the trade was a success. Oh, But it doesn't matter if it happens this year yep. or if it happens five or six years from now. So you think only one Super Bowl and it's a success? Yes. And I, I would agree with that. I would agree. Because you, you those other years you're going to contend. Well, and okay? look at how good Russell Wilson's right. been. He's been a Pro Bowler nine of right. his ten years in the NFL, and he's he's only won one Super Bowl. Right. The whole thing is you're now you are you were not in the conversation before. You are in the conversation now. And the AFC West is so stacked that if you are a contender in the AFC West, by extension, you are a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. But the thing about but the AFC as a whole. Who could we count among the Super Bowl contenders? I think. I th- Pretty I th- long list. Yes, because would you count the Chargers as Super Bowl contender? I would. Okay, would you count the Raiders as Super Bowl contender? Uh, no. Close, but See, no. The Raiders are the are pardon the pun because we're talking about wild card teams as well. Huh. The Raiders are a wild card in this. Yep. Because the one thing that you fear is if Josh McDaniels did learn lessons from his last time as head coach here when he failed in Denver, if he is a better coach. Put it this way. If he is like his mentor, Bill Belichick. Right. Belichick failed in his first stop in Cleveland, right. then was an assistant with the Patriots, an assistant with with the Jets, and then went back to New, Eng- went back to New England as the head coach, and it was a lot different. Of course, he did have Tom Brady. If McDaniels has taken the time as an a, as a coordinator and done the same things with it that Bill Belichick did and certainly Bill was pro- was almost certainly telling him about his own path mm-hmm. if Josh has done that the Raiders I mean, could be a legitimate contender you can't sleep on them right now because again McDaniels could be terrible he could be brilliant I mean that but Right now, I would say that I'd agree with you. I'd say the Chargers, yes. The Chiefs, yes. But then you go on the AFC. The Titans, yes. The the Bengals, <laughs> freaking absolutely. Yeah, you have to. The Ravens, <laughs> yes. You've got a recent MVP there. Yep. And by the way, the Ravens are on the Broncos' schedule. The fourth place finish dealt the Broncos a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a bad hand there yeah. Yeah. because the Ravens were last in a very good division. So we've got five teams so far. And we got the Bills. We've got the Bills. That's six. Can we say the Patriots? 
Uh, <laughs> you know I'm saying the Patriots, okay. Mace. So All right. that's seven, and then let's include the Broncos. That's eight. eight. That's so, half of the AFC. And that's literally, you, you said we have eight Super Bowl contenders. We didn't include Cleveland that got to the divisional round back in 2020. And I think that's correct. Right. We didn't include Pittsburgh, who was in the playoffs this year because of the questions at quarterback. And right. we didn't include the Raiders, who are kind of a huge wild card. And then another wild card is what happens in Jacksonville sure. with a quarterback, an ex-NFL quarterback, and a more QB-friendly scenario with Trevor Lawrence. So, But at, mo- at minimum, we are talking about eight Super Bowl contenders, legitimate. And the Broncos are among them. And there are seven playoff teams. So somebody with super, that is a legit contender is not making the postseason in the mm. AFC. And I would say this. Right now, those eight teams that we spoke of in the AFC, including the Broncos, how many NFC teams can we say are comparable to those? Two, maybe three, right? Mm-hmm. Or well, when, when Tom Brady comes back to the Bucks, we include them in that. All right, or or if he goes to the 49ers. Yep. But we're talking about Green Bay, yep. and we're talking about the Rams. And I think even though they they stumbled in the playoffs, we're probably talking about Dallas, too. Okay, so three compared to right. eight. Three yes. compared to eight, that is just absolutely bonkers. If you put the Broncos in the NFC South, they would win 14 games. Oh, absolutely. And, and we're, ta- we're talking right. about the NFC having right. as many Super Bowl contenders as the AFC West. But, the entire yes. NFC has as many Super Bowl right. contenders as the AFC West. And the other thing that happens here is this. Look at the AFC. Buffalo, okay, they've got New England. We'll see where Mac Jones goes. You believe in Mac Jones and the Patriots. I think they might be kind of a notch below. But can we agree that the AFC East is much easier than the AFC West? Yes. And we can agree that the AFC South is much easier than the AFC West. Mm-hmm. So what that means is you might, and al- and also they're both easier than the AFC North, where Baltimore was a very strong last place team. What? Yeah. What happened, Cliff the, Kings, what happened at the end of the season? Cliff Kings, boys? Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury has got to prove that he can coach the last two months of the season. Yeah, because Kyler, it, Kyler's got to sign a contract. I oh. mean, I, I know it's great that he put photos back on Instagram of yeah. uh, him and Cardinals stuff, but when's that contract coming? When he's, when's he actually showing up to right. stuff? So, I mean, the Cardinals are a playoff team in the Love NFC. You guys. They're a playoff team in the NFC. I don't know if they'd be a playoff team in the AFC. I think that's that's the thing. There's a there's a clear Wild. difference. And then there's a clear difference in the AFC because, like I said, the AFC West, that's a gauntlet. That is like – I'm trying to think of a good comparison here. It's, it's, like, the, it's like the SEC some years, right, where there's absolutely no – you get into conference play and there's absolutely no room to breathe because it's juggernaut after juggernaut after juggernaut. Well, in the AFC West – Every team fancies themselves a contender. And every one of those teams has a top 10 or at worst 12 quarterback. I'm going to say top 10 because because the reason why the Raiders were able to rally themselves and get to the playoffs was Derek Carr. Okay? Mm-hmm. So because of that, you're six games in that division, you're you're basically going through hell. Whereas the Titans, they look at their division and they see the Jaguars potentially feisty, and certainly they give them trouble, but still developing. 
the Texans, joke, the Colts in quarterback purgatory, right? Yep. And the Bills look around and see the Patriots, who, if the weather isn't 50-mile-an-hour winds, they're, they're better than at this point. The Jets, joke, and the Dolphins, intriguing but not in their class. So I look at the AFC right now, and I think you, you, the AFC West, you might be talking about the division winner being the third seed, maybe the best team but the third seed, because those teams are going to beat each other up. Right. Now then, if you get to the playoffs, then are you tenderized or are you battle-tested? That depends on whether you view the get the glass is as half full or half empty. Well, <laughs> and Mace, I yeah. think there's one more thing to this equation, which makes me say uh, I'm not taking the Broncos' chances of winning a Super Bowl this year off the table. I'm just not going to be disappointed if they don't, but here's why they could. Past two Super Bowl winners, both with first-time quarterbacks on their team. Tom Brady with the Bucks two years ago. That was his first year on the team. Last year, Matthew Stafford with the Rams. That was his first year on the Rams. Russell Wilson, this is going to be his first year on the Broncos. Typically in the past, and not even going back too far, just one decade ago with Peyton Manning. I think the expectations were with Peyton that first year were exactly what we were talking about. We're saying, okay, it's going to get a year. Remember, Peyton was the one really pushing this. It's going to take a lot of time to get up to speed with these guys. Don't expect everything to happen right away, and it didn't. The first couple of games of the season, the Broncos start 2-3, and three, then went on that incredible run, ended up being the number one seed, and then lost in the playoffs, which was disappointing. Or not the number one seed, but they lost in the playoffs. No, they were the one well, they, seed They were the year. one seed. Yeah. Lost in the playoffs, disappointing. Still overall, a, uh, a, a, a you were pro- a promising season. But now things have changed, and you can get in. And maybe it's even an advantage by being a first-time guy on a team because teams aren't caught up to you yet, and they can't get caught up as quick. So that's one thing. And then one more thing on top of that, Russell Wilson in the playoffs – Nine and seven, a winning record in the playoffs. And on top of that, he's a guy that just is cold-blooded when he plays good quarterbacks. He has such a good record against good quarterbacks. And what you're saying, I kind of add on to that, when you get to the playoffs, man, Russ is a killer. My counter to that is, though, um, with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay and Matthew Stafford in Los Angeles, both exceptionally experienced staffs. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, Sean, Sean McVay... Fifth year's Rams head coach, fifth year calling plays for them. He's got Raheem Morris on the other side. He's seen everything. He's been a head coach before. He's got Joe D. Camille's coaching special teams. You go down to Tampa and you've got uh, now you got Byron Leftwich, but the key guy, guy down there under Bruce Arians is Tom Moore, who coached Peyton Manning, coached Terry Bradshaw. That's how long he's been around. And then on the defensive side, Todd Bowles, former head coach. So. That is a big difference, I think, between those scenarios and the one the Broncos have. I think this is going to be a fun year. I think this is also going to be a groundwork year for maybe the big run to happen in 2023 and beyond. And that's why, and again, maybe I have the lowest expectations of anybody around here. If this Broncos team is a playoff team, 
I think they've met expectations. Mm, fair, fair, and I agree. Taking a step back, it would be good. But, man, what if they win the Super Bowl? What if they make the Super Bowl? Then what is the ceiling for this team? And I'm so excited that this is a legitimate conversation that we get to have, Mace, one that we all deserve. You and me, our super producer, Kale, everyone that's been rolling with us, all of our new listeners, we're so pumped to have you all rolling with us. And we're also pumped to have our friends over at Lightshade Dispensary rolling with us where if you use the code DNVR over at Lightshade whether you're online or in one of their stores you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. They have Ripple which is a fast acting dissolvable. It's clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy and it starts absorbing in just 10 minutes so you get a dependable hit and it's consistent every single time. So make sure to check them out whether you're a casual consumer or a, 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 or a, a connoisseur you can get it all over at Lightshade Dispensary. And again, use that code DNVR for 25% off your entire purchase at Lightshade Dispensary. Also, want to tell you about Athletic Greens. Of course, I've been using Athletic Greens for the past month, and I'm noticing a difference in just how everything's flowing. It really improves your, your gut health. Zach, have you been using Athletic Greens as well? Every morning, eight yeah. ounces in cold water. Yeah, it's a it's a good way to start your day, and that is how you want you start your day with that. You you take you you pour the powder into your little bottle, and then pour eight ounces of water in there. It is a supplement that actually does taste good. It's going to give you all the all the vegetables, all the nutrients that you're going to need for your day. Seventy five. High-quality vitamins are in this. There are minerals. You've got whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things. You know what? And it, 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 I find it tastes great. What do you think of the taste, Zach? Oh, I think it tastes It's yeah. a little citrusy. Yeah, you know what? And the thing is, you might look at the green and think, okay, this is probably not going to be good. No, it tastes it tastes good. It goes down smooth once you just shake it up in the little, bo- the little bottle that you get. So you can check that out over at athleticgreens.com and go to athleticgreens.com slash broncos and they'll and they'll know that you that we sent you over here from DNVR and guess what if you get a package from Athletic Greens you'll get a free 1 year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and free travel five free travel packs with your first purchase so if you get a trip or go on a trip no problem you don't have to take the tin with you you just take the five packs and you're good to go so check all that out athleticgreens.com and remember athleticgreens.com slash broncos and they'll know that dmvr sent you for everyone tuning in for the first time we do this not only live on youtube and twitter we also turn this into a podcast we've actually been doing the podcast longer than these lives you can find us anywhere you find podcasts just search for broncos anywhere you find podcasts and we'll be the first one that pops up dnvr broncos and one thing we also do we like to talk to you guys here your questions that you all have and and we do that from two ways. You can leave us a super chat on YouTube, which we'll hit in the third segment, which we're about to get to. Or you can go to thednvr.com where we have a website where we put up articles and everything. We've also got an awesome store there. And you can get a t-shirt if you sign up for an annual membership with us. But when you go to thednvr.com, click on podcast at the top, click on Broncos podcast, click on the most recent podcast. It'll be the one that's at the top of the page. Scroll down and a comment section will appear. If you're one of our, uh, a member with us, then you will get to leave your comments, which we read on the next day's pod. And Mace, 
Let's hear from the people after a super exciting day. Let's hit the super chats first. First one coming in from our guy, Jeff. He says, DNVR Unlimited. Yes, Russ bringing Mr. Unlimited here to Denver. Man, the vibes just couldn't be any better these last 24 hours. And I think those vibes are going to stick for about the next decade, which I can get behind. Yeah, it's... It's it's relevance again. That's what that's what it is, yep. and uh, and it's, it gives the Broncos a uh, a star to go along with Nikola Jokic, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. Rockies had that kind of star, but they traded him. Ah, yes, they did. And the Broncos you know. are now on the receiving end of one of those trades, thankfully. Next one from Ian B. He says, I finally feel confident in our ability to win within the division. Can't get into the into the playoffs with four and five divisional losses baked into your record. You certainly can't. And Mace... Later this week, we're going to have an awesome three-ring circus with our guy, Benjamin Albright. And one of the things we're going to do, we're going to go through the schedule. We don't know the exact schedule. We don't know the dates people are playing, but we know who they're playing. We're going to see just how the Broncos stack up in the AFC, how they stack up with their record in the AFC West. I can't wait. That's going to be Friday I mean, at noon. This is a hell of a prediction because we're talking about doing this before we even know what everybody's doing in free agency. So, like... Yep. For example, free free we are making this before the Chargers start spending their $50 million plus cap largesse. Yep. And that's another rogue element yep. in this whole discussion because you would expect them to be active. The, the and, and then even kind of beyond this, even though they're not on the Broncos schedule when you talk about, about hopes for the season, the Bengals are sitting on a lot of cap space as well. So, uh that's why, again, I'm I'm gonna be the one who says, let's just pull back on the full throttle expectations at this point. I just don't want people to be disappointed if this team goes 11 and six and uh, and loses in the divisional round or loses a tough wild card battle on the road in in Buffalo. Boy, the fact that 11 and six can now be considered disappointing. Sign me yeah. up for that because it means that things are good in the Mile High City. Right. All right, let's jump into the comment section on the website. First one coming in from Orange is the new sack. And we have so many comments. We're going to get to as many as we can. Says, let's go. I'm super excited for September. Definitely flying out to see a game this season. So excited. I'm also very happy for you guys at DNVR. You finally can cover a winning team. Round of applause for that. Yeah. I'm glad we got Russ over Aaron. Our window was very small with Aaron, but now we have a lot of time with Russ. And what a robbery that was by George Payton. Maybe we all are overestimating what the quarterbacks were worth. I actually said that on Monday, that my prediction was that we were overestimating that. Turns out, we were right. My favorite part about this trade is that there won't be any stupid signings or trades that doesn't get any more excited. Like Trubisky, Jimmy G, Kirk, you get the point. Yes, aka Mace, we don't have to be in the Washington Commanders situation where they're trading for Carson Wentz. He says, my expectations for this season are playing in January. Anything less is an absolute disappointment. P.S. Come home, Vaughn. We all need to change that to playing in mid-January because with a with uh, an 18-week schedule, mean. everybody plays in January. The Texans played two games in January last year. We gotta we gotta retire that from well, we know our lexicon. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
<laughs> Bronk Euler says, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I am absolutely over the moon about the trade for Russell Wilson, and then we get such great value. George Payton is the real deal, and I couldn't be any more thrilled about the moves he's made. Secondly, this is huge for Nathaniel Hackett. Not only does he start his head coaching gig with a bona fide Hall of Fame quarterback with potentially a decade of upper echelon play in the tank, but he gets a guy who may be the most overbearingly positive good vibes quarterback in the league. Not only are the Broncos going to be putting it on a show on the field, but they're going to be distinctive they're going to be a distinctive personality and identity that's been missing here for ages. The Denver Broncos are back. I think I think there's something really, really salient here from Bronco Oilers. Talking about the distinctive personality, identity, and the good vibes. I think Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Outen, I think those three, in terms of how they see the world, they are optimistic individuals. I think they are very much in alignment and they're going to mm-hmm. find a really nice accord. And I think the uh, I think the vibe is going to be very optimistic, very holistic in nature. Mm-hmm. And compared to what we saw with the last few years of Vic Fangio, you know, extra long practices in 2019 for yeah. uh, under the hot sun for example and uh and frankly uh, uh when asked a question about a player uh, focusing a little more on what they weren't doing than what they were doing, I think it's a uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a lot different around here. It is, it is, and in a different holistic approach than the Penchakarma uh, treatment that uh, Aaron Rodgers was taking. I, I, think. I, I I'll I'll never get out of my mind how when I first heard that, I thought he was talking about he said punch of karma, <laughs> like uh, maybe something happened to him that made him rethink things, and that was a punch of karma that yeah. he needed. <laughs> Next one from Omaha. He says, George Payton is the GOAT. Look at his first 14 months on the job, and just you realize this isn't even a hot take. The man is the GOAT. Yeah, I mean, now he's done it all. He's killed the draft class. He's done well in free agency, and he's got the quarterback in place for the next five to ten years. Honestly, Mace? Mm. A plus. He's got an A plus in my book right now. Now the winning needs to follow this year in order for that to live up to it. Yes. And again, that's why if the if it falls short of the Super Bowl, I really don't want people to be disappointed. I think uh, it's I think this is the start of something. Wilson has enough left in the tank to be around for several years and it is still a young developing team, so I think we're talking I think we're talking about a core that could uh, have its peak in uh, t- in two to three years, mm. and it's exciting to think about that. It is that it's, they it's they get exciting. the chemistry, they get be- they get better and better. I'm I'm really really looking forward to what Jerry Judy does with Russell Wilson. Uh, Jerry Judy is very excited about this, and he showed it on Twitter yes. yesterday as well. Uh-huh. One one thing really quick too, Russell Wilson, he actually came from a very tough division. He came from a division that had the Super Bowl champs in the Rams. He came, uh, they also have the Cardinals, who were very competitive for, well, first half of the season last year. Uh, and also the San Francisco 49ers, who have a stellar defense. And outside of last year, he was still able to win 10 games every single year, even in that tough division. So, He's not scared about a tough division. He just went from one very hard division mm-hmm. to another very hard division. Yeah, and, and even like going back earlier, earlier in his career, uh, there was a time when the two best teams in the NFC, not just the division, but the NFC, were San Francisco and Seattle. And that was kind of what Russell Wilson stepped into 
as a young a young quarterback. The 49ers had come off going to the NFC Championship game the year before. And then Arizona got Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer, and they were a really good team. And then the Rams, they were, you know, they they were like they were the seven and nine team, but they weren't like they the worst of that division wasn't bad, is what you know, is is what you can say. So Wilson knows all about having to go through the gauntlet of a really tough division where every game is a fight. Right. Yep, absolutely. And that's what it's going to be, and it's going to be fun. Casper says, fellas, the day of hearing about potential college quarterbacks falling to Denver are over. No more graphics of the Broncos quarterback carousel during games to bum us out. I think there's probably going to be one more, and it's going to end with Russell Wilson jumping off the carousel and doing a different ride, which is going to be in Denver. I think the graphics should actually be Russell Wilson taking uh, taking a box of TNT and, and, and pushing down and blowing up the quarterback carousel. Wow, he's going to kill all of the Broncos quarterbacks that have started? Well, I'm just saying. Wow. Wow, it's a gra- Maze, you it's took a gra- this very it's a, morbid. It's a graphic. Come on, people. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see that, and I would like that. He says, no more articles from Zach and Mace about who won the day during training camp. No more of having to listen to the fourth or fifth options of announcers from CBS or Fox. What, you don't mm-hmm. like Spiroditas? Uh, maybe they'll pronounce <laughs> Albert Okuebunam correctly. Well, that the guy who had the most trouble with that is Kevin Harlan, and he's pretty high up the food chain. Yep. You're still going to get Kevin Harlan calling games, so he's got to figure that one out. Just go Alberto. No more talk about what if we trade for? The sun is rising on Broncos country. The next 8 to 10 years of Broncos football will be exciting. Must watch TV, and most importantly it will be happening in January as Mace would say, mid to late January, and hopefully February. I can't wait for all of the coverage from DNVR. Yep. Can't wait to be there with you, Casper. Yep. Orange, blue for life. It's an amazing day. With the team being sold this year, I feel confident in saying that Pat would be proud. Also, asking for a friend. Did we include Drew in the trade so Russ can have number three? Uh, and uh, Von yeah. Miller's Chicken Farm says, best way to eliminate Jersey drama? Trade him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, you included Locke in the trade. You alluded to it earlier. The Seahawks are thinking about other options, right? Yep. You include Locke in the trade because if those options don't come to fruition, they have somebody who can start in the short term. Yep. And then, no, we'll we'll see. That being said, I do not believe the Seahawks go into the season with Drew Locke as their primary option. Yes. At, At best, he's in a competition. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Next one from Von Miller's Chicken Farm says, Howdy, gents. It's been quiet, or it's been quietly listening and deciding it's time for a comment. The chickens are lonely. Russ needs to coax Von back to the farm. Can't wait to party at the tailgate with you guys again this year. LFG, thanks for the pod as always, and much love from Texas. You know what? I mean, we've got mixed signals from Von Miller today. That's because for sure. He's got the Instagram post where he is with Russell Wilson on his IG story and then Justina Anderson reaches out to him and that quote says makes it sound like it's the Rams are his first choice and the anybody else is a contingency plan at this point. Vaughn, you're all over the place. Pick a lane, dude. Yeah, don't 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 tease us anymore. On Monday you said you weren't teasing us. Now you yeah. are. We'll see we'll see what he has tomorrow. And maybe we'll talk about but it. But we know this about Vaughn. Like, he's got a very spirited, lively personality. He is also somebody who very much lives in the moment. And not like the moment of, like, a week or so. He lives in, in a moment. Yep. 
Absolutely. As we yeah. saw this morning. Yes. Two different moments in yeah. the morning. Uh, C. Dutz1285. My boys, sorry in advance for the length of this comment, but I'm a huge fan of the Daily Pods. I started tuning in from Flagstaff, Arizona a few weeks into the past season. I commute an hour to and from work every day, so the pods are the only thing that gets me through it and through the rough season we had. My favorite pods are when Zach, Mace, RK are all on, often finding myself in the middle with RK, but love Zach's spiciness and Mace's stats. The combination makes for a great pod every time. Finally pulled the trigger on a subscription, so just wanted to drop in and say thanks for everything you guys do and I'm so looking forward to many years of Russ and playoffs wins. We got him. Go DNVR. Go Broncos. P.S. Can't wait to rep my free DNVR shirt. See, Dutz, we got him. And thank you so much for being on board. Love hearing from you. You know what? I've been having a lot of fun with the stats in the last 24 hours on social media, too, because, yeah, I, I don't want to kick anybody while they're down, but the comparison of what the Broncos are getting compared to what they have had mm-hmm. is so stark. Yep. I love it. I mean, I, I went back and, and this morning I, I had this stat and I'm just looking it up real quick. It's great podcasting when I look up something that I wrote mm-hmm. this morning. But games since 2017 with a negative touchdown interception ratio, Russell Wilson has five. The Denver Broncos as a team had 20. Yikes. I mean, Yikes. you're you're going from one end of the spectrum to the other. And oh, by the way, you're getting a quarterback who's not only terrific, but when Nathaniel Hackett talked about the three attributes he prized most last week at the Combine in a quarterback, and he said intelligence, toughness, and accuracy, well, you found a guy who checks off all three boxes yep certainly yeah. t wood 16 says quick question for mace what pick was russell wilson drafted at in the 2012 draft let's go 75 let's there go, we go baby. yes i love it It was meant to be it was meant to be dk mm-hmm. says i work in seattle and was absolutely ecstatic about the trade but had to subdue my excitement because everyone around me was pissed as soon as i got into my car i screamed lfg the broncos trip to the pacific northwest this upcoming season just got a whole lot more exciting yeah, that that game. Woo. By the way, you now looking at having Russell Wilson in this schedule, and you see, for example, some Titanic matchups. Like I mentioned that matchup in Baltimore this year, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. That's going to be a lot of fun yep. to watch. I think the Thursday night opener should be Denver at Los Angeles. Absolutely. And if it's yes. not, it could be uh, Broncos at Seattle on Sunday night football. On Monday night football, mm-hmm. we could be getting one of those games, yeah. too. The Broncos are going to be on primetime, the, the maximum number, and it's going to be in week one as Actually, well. Actually, I'm going to make a prediction here because Amazon is based in Seattle. Their first game is is. I believe week two, Thursday night, because they won't have that. The first Thursday night is NBC. Right. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Amazon Prime's first game, Thursday night football, week two, is going to be Denver at Seattle. Mm, I love it. That just may mean no primetime week one. Otherwise, it would be Sunday night football. Uh, Could be. Sunday night football, Broncos, Chiefs. Could Could be. Or remember, they also have big games penciled in for Sunday afternoon. They They want to give CBS and Fox Spotlight games, too, because you can't overlook those. So I could see 
the uh, whatever, if it's on Fox, you know, the America's Game of the Week, or if it's on CBS, you get Jim, you get Jim Nance and Tony Romo in for a Broncos Week 1 game, and then it could be anybody. It could be Broncos Chiefs, it could be Broncos Chargers, it could be that Ravens game I mentioned. You've got a lot of possibilities there. I still think in primetime week one, but I like that primetime week yeah. two. Heck, maybe it's just back-to-back primetime games. Well, the other thing is, don't forget, in week one, uh, they often like mm. to, on Sunday night football, they often like to have the Super Bowl loser, mm. if possible. They get, if you, get, you, know, you get the winner on Thursday night, you get, maybe you get the loser playing on Sunday night. And so I could see some big Bengals game at home being week one on Sunday night football. Man, I think not the, always, I think but country, I could s- think the country would rather see Russ. I mm, Russ and the Broncos. I uniform. think the country would rather see Chiefs Bengals in week one. Mm, that'd be that'd be pretty good on too. Sunday night. That's good. the thing. I, I think Broncos Chiefs. We're, Let's we're go, li- baby. Look, we're living in the Denver orbit, but I'm here to remind you that there are. Plenty more cities and plenty more teams outside of Denver that are that are compelling. I mean, I think the Broncos you know. are now a top five team in terms of NFL interest. Okay, Kansas City, sure. Rams, mm. Mm. yeah, they mm. just want it all, mm. and they're LA. Mm. They don't have fans, but they're LA. Okay, and okay. they just want it all. Okay, Cowboys, okay, because of the Cowboys. Okay, um. Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, Green Bay. Look, Green Bay's ahead of Denver. I think people are kind of sick of Green Bay. I think but, the new but, but with people, Russell Wilson but people are, is going to, is yeah. going to the new factor, but the new Seattle, shiny toys. But what Seattle it's going with to be. Russell Wilson had fallen down the speed dial is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I don't, they have, I, but now this na- is the new. Nationally, I don't think the Broncos and Russell Wilson are all the way up the speed dial just yet. So do you not think I they're think, gonna get the max number of primetime games? I think they may be one short of the max. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah. We disagree and that's okay. Yeah. I, I think they're gonna but that's be the thing. The I, team. You've got the you've got the Denver orange colored glasses on <laughs> and that's fine. I'm I I admit I've lived in a lot more places and and so I, I kind of have a little bit more of a of a broad based view on this. I'd say the Broncos are kind of in that next tier. Like I'd say you've probably got like you've got a team you've again, you got the Rams, you got you got the, the Cowboys, you got the the Packers, you got the Chiefs right now with with Patrick Mahomes. And then right now Buffalo is a very attractive team and I'd say they're probably up there. And then the Broncos I think kind of fall into that really good next cluster with Cincinnati, although I think Cincinnati will get the max because they just won the Super Bowl in that cluster with New England. Um I think the Raiders are about to be in that cluster as well. Oof, no, give me Broncos um, over Raiders. That's yeah, for sure. I, I get, I get what you're saying, and then, and then, a t- and then, that's a good, that's a good place to be. Don't forget, and and the Baltimore, I think Baltimore's in that cluster as well, and Pittsburgh right now. See, Pittsburgh was always in that top tier in terms of attractiveness. Oh yeah, they're without not there Big Ben, they're da- they're down a level. Yep, without a they're, doubt. They're, they're, sec- they're, in that se- they're in that second tier, and they're only in that second tier because they're Pittsburgh and they have a massive fan base. And because you, the odds of them being bad are slim. Like, as, as shaky as things look, they're, 
they're still going to stumble their way into nine wins probably because that's just what the Steelers do. Man. Next one from 4140 says, I live in eastern Washington and have been saving up to go to my first Broncos game when the Broncos play in Seattle this season. With the Wilson trade and that game now being the return of Russ, I am 10 times more excited. Also, what is the song that plays at the outro of the podcast? That is Cottonwood Mile by our friends Mm -hmm. Pleasure Horse. Yes. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. There needs to be a the Broncos. Someone asked me about this on Twitter uh, last night. Bronco, maybe now is the time to get a new touchdown song in um, for yes, the Broncos. Something new era, new new touch, something to kind of and not cheesy crank please. up. Yeah, something, yes, something that not everybody mm-hmm. else is using. Like like too many teams use like song two by Blur. Woohoo! No, <laughs> too many teams use that. You need to find something that is that becomes uh, kind of unique to the Broncos and, and sticks. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe now's the time. New owner comes in and picks a song. Yeah. Greendale Human Being says, LFG, the first move for Peyton Manning as a new owner is to build the Peyton statue when he re-signs Vaughn. I'm so excited for next year. When I first saw the trade, I had held my breath to see what we had to give up for Russ and then let out a laugh when I saw it was only two first-rounders. George Peyton absolutely committed robbery yesterday. No real question today. Just just pumped and wanted to say congrats to the CHGO. Uh, Do we get member beers if there's a future bar, too? That's a great question. It's a great question, yeah. Let's let's hope there's a bar, and uh, keep your eyes out for that, for everyone living in Chicago. Yeah. Next one from Steve Zawarse. People are funny. Looking at Nick Wright especially, he's extra funny. With this now, Denver has the third best quarterback in the West take. If they got to push this narrative that hard, they are worried about something, and I don't think it's gas prices, LOL. P.S. Let's freaking go! Well, I think Nick, Nick Wright is worried because he's a Chiefs guy. And the Broncos just got a whole lot tougher for the Chiefs. Yeah, and he keeps, like, he said something today as well. Oh, gosh. He's insufferable. That That's a way to put it. Melbourne yeah. Broncos says, hi, guys. What a day. Let's now have a moment of silence for the biggest loser in the Wilson trade. Sam Martin, his job just got halved. Cheers. Or think about it this way. He just he gets to do half the work for the same paycheck. That's not too bad. Not too bad at all. He's uh, back for another year, presumably. Going into the last year of his contract, not bad. You still you still need a good punter, and you're still you're you're hoping to help out your defense as well. But yeah, all of a sudden, he, maybe he'll have a game where he doesn't have to punt. Oh, that would be fantastic! And maybe Sam Martin's punts will be double as good since he's only doing it half the yep. time. Chicago Bronco '86. Can't believe that we actually got Russ. That was my pipe dream for this offseason. Never thought it would actually happen. Been surprised by the negativity a small subsection of Broncos fans out there have been showing. Not sure why anyone wouldn't be feeling hopeful right now. Just curious if you guys have heard anything regarding Vaughn. Really hoping we can get him back next year. Let's go Broncos. We have real hope again. We do have hope, and we talked about the Vaughn stuff, and he's he's messing with everyone. He's messing with Brand, uh, Rams fans, Broncos fans. Uh, we won't officially know until Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Or whenever he makes his decision, I'm starting to think Vaughn has a little Aaron Rodgers in him. Wants to be wants to be talked about. Yes, yeah, and he's doing a good job. Just like, unfortunately, Aaron did a good job of that in a different way. But yeah, got got gets everyone talking, yeah. gets everyone buzzing about him, and uh, you know that's actually not the worst thing to do when you're about to hit the market. Yeah, and and I think that's what he's doing, and he's he's. I think what it's also doing is he's driving his value up. So, right. in terms of a cheap deal for him, 
I don't think you're going to get it. Create the impression of multiple teams being interested in you. It's sound business. And the other thing is, and we'd heard this kind of even uh, before before the stuff of the last few days, it's his only time that he's been a free agent because the Broncos tagged him in 2016 and then re-signed him, yep. and that he was really going to kind of embrace yep. the, what <clears throat> could likely be the only time he is going to be a free agent. Right. Yep, and he's certainly embracing that right, right. now. Uh, Mace, we got time. We got 10 more minutes. Let's get to as many questions as we can. Mm-hmm. Broncology says, so what you're saying is Russell Wilson is already on the Mount Rushmore of greatest quarterbacks Denver's had before he's even taken a snap? I'll take it. Go Broncos. Yes, he is. If he retired today, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. Let's make that clear. Every quarterback eligible for the Hall of Fame with nine Pro Bowl appearances or selections, I should say, is in the Hall of Fame. He, if he wants to get size for his gold jacket tomorrow, he can't. Yep. So what he does yeah. with the Broncos this is, is solidify first ballot status. This is first ballot, and this is if he, let's say they win a couple of Super Bowls while he's here, and he's a reason why. This is about him going from the Hall of Fame to getting in that real exclusive room. Yep, That's what the next few years are about for him. Dan Burke says, hey guys, I saw Zach by theorizing that the Broncos might have turned down Rodgers instead of the other way around. If the Broncos were working on this deal with Russ for three weeks, it might have some legs. Do we think it has any weight, and what do y'all make of that if that was the case? I think the Broncos were walking down the street and chewing gum at the same time. Yep, they were in on both, and I think even as of this this past weekend, they didn't know which route they were going to go. But this is the whole thing. This has been about, we talked about this even uh, just with what they were doing with the draft quarterbacks, you make sure that you're covered. And I said, oh, they've got a plan A, they've got a plan B. They've got C, D, E, F, G, and H. Yes, they and do. And realistically, that's where I think, like, Drew Locke, for example, was probably somewhere down towards plan G or H. Yep. But they had <clears throat> multiple paths that they were prepared to take and that they had done their research to be feel feel comfortable going down whichever path they end up they end up taking and here it is and I think it ended up working out as the best one. Pig Tosser 66 said just woke up and nope, it wasn't just a dream. Let's go baby, can't wait for the schedule to come out so I can plan my trips. Business about to get good for you fellas and well deserved. I can't wait to grow this community. It is going to be a blast and we love all of you that are joining us. Please hit us with a thumbs up when you're tuning in live. Rob says, I woke up this morning and Russell Wilson is still a Bronco. Amazing. Please say thank you to Henry Chisholm for posting that tweet that brought Russ to Denver. Yes, of course, about the uh, uh, the Stanford women's basketball team that Russ liked. Yes, supporting his sister. Love yeah, to see it. Exactly. Peyton Manning YT. My boys! The pain is over. It's not shameful to wear Broncos gear anymore. Vaughn is coming back. We have Russell Effing Wilson. Yesterday was even better than the day we signed Peyton. 360 for the franchise. I almost died when I got the notification about the deal. 12-plus wins. The draft doesn't have as much excitement, but who effing cares? Already bought my jerseys in both colors. It's good to be great, boys. I'd love to see you guys cover a good football team. Thanks so much for keeping me sober. While the Broncos are flaming garbage, thanks to George Peyton. The man is a god All already. We have Russ. And there's a few other F-bombs in this. Pey- Peyton Manning YT was uh, very uh, vivid in his wording. I got to say, when we did on Three Ring Circus last week, when we went through and talked about uh, all the, the different mock drafts and the guys the Broncos could land at nine, man, for the most part, it was pretty underwhelming. Now, 
It's great. Yeah, you give up on kind of an underwhelming class, in my opinion, and you do miss out on next year's, but next year it's going to be 25, 32 maybe. Mm. So you're not missing out on another great player. I saw a mock draft for the Seahawks this morning that had them taking Kayvon Thibodeau at 9 and Desmond Ritter at 40. And I thought that could have been the Broncos. Absolutely. And we would have found our way to talk ourselves into it. This is a lot better. Yes, it is a lot better. Mr. Undrafted says, Wilson should change his number to four because that's a Super Bowl number he will be bringing to the Broncos. Is this the year he finally wins an MVP? LFG, what would it take to get Bobby Wagner to sign with us? Is there enough money to sign him and Vaughn both? And what are some guys we can sign for the D-line now that Shelby is gone? We're going to certainly get into a lot more of this free agency stuff. Hopefully tomorrow there's been a lot to talk about, Mm -hmm. but I think we'll be able to answer those questions then. And Mr. Undrafted, Maybe Mr. Unlimited should keep his number at three because he'll be the third quarterback to win a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Third Hall of Fame quarterback. Exactly. Too. Yep. <laughs> Next one coming in from Nick Scott. He says, we haven't even acknowledged the most important part of the Wilson trade. Do you have any idea what this means for the quarterback carousel? We're saved. In all seriousness, what a freaking trade. What Peyton just pulled off was incredible. Unpopular opinion, but I think Drew can do just fine in Seattle. I wish him the best. Not saying he was a great quarterback or anything, but you got to admit, the kid was a de- wasn't dealt... Uh, was dealt a stinker of a hand, but that era is over now. On to Russell Wilson. And like Mason and I have talked about, Seattle may not even view Drew in their plans. Was it truly a stinker if we're talking about one of the reasons why Russell Wilson's excited is because of the supporting cast here? That's a good point. And why it was a selling point for years, for the past few years. Right. I mean, it, the whole thing, oh, they're, they're a quarterback away. And the and and. Drew lost the competition this past year to some to to somebody who was viewed as uh, as insufficient at quarterback going forward. Right in the end, Teddy Bridgewater was exactly what he thought he was. Yep, and he he proved to be a bridge. Yep, the bridge to. Russell Wilson. Let's go, baby. Antonio Acosta. I think this is the last one we have time for. He says, we seriously need to start DNVR road trips. Start with Monday Night Football Week 1 in Seattle and finish February 12th in Arizona for our fourth title. A few questions. One, what dollar figure would you say this adds to the Broncos sale price? $500 million? It may not add a dollar because it... No, it's just about it's about the asset, the scarcity of NFL teams being available, the quality of the market. If it adds anything, I don't think it's five hundred million. I think it may be like a hundred million. Okay, I I do think it adds some value. I think it's a couple hundred million. Yeah, pretty incredible. He's two. He says if after Super Bowl fifty, I told you the next six years are going to be tough, but after that, you will have Russell Wilson for the next six years and possibly win multiple Super Bowls. Would you take it? Yeah, but you got to win those Super Bowls first. When Josh McDaniels was here, and if you would have told me in the next two decades, you're going to have Tim Tebow, an incredible one year. You're going to have four years of Peyton Manning. You're going to have six brutal years, and then you're going to get Russell Wilson. Would you take it? I would say, where the heck do I sign? Let me take that right now. When we look back at this, and we look at these past two decades, including what's coming up, we're gonna say, oh yeah, those six years, yeah, they were just six years. You know, it wasn't even it wasn't even half of it. What was the Broncos' record in that Tim Tebow year? Eight and eight, baby. That was incredible. It was incredible. What an incredible it was, ride! No, it probably was probably the most fun time was a, I've ever had. It was eventful. It was not incredible. It was incredible, man. 
No, because it was incredible. You Give know, me all the words to use, and it was that. There were some of the most boring-ass games I've ever seen that year. It was magical. Oh, my gosh. It was special. It was all, magnificent. All you're, remember, all you're remembering is the highs. You're not remembering the lows. You need to have the big picture, Zach. <laughs> and the highs were just incredible. All right, Kale, I think we got one more super chat before we hop out of here. Coming in from Luis, he says, LFG, I'm so hyped right now. Howdy from Nevada. Let's get number four. Let's go get number four with number three. And man, thank you all so much for tuning with us. Guys and gals, we are here for an awesome ride for the next couple of years many years maybe a decade and i can't wait to be rolling with all we'll be back tomorrow live on youtube we'll be out in a podcast form at noon make sure to tune in thank you all so much we really appreciate you we'll talk to you tomorrow on the dnvr broncos podcast Take you back